0: What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy D2, man, back again with another uh, episode of Kingdom Spotlight. Uh, today, the topic of these segments, this episode, will be called um, Mythology or History. Once again, that's Mythology or History. This first segment, I'll be talking about a particular story, um, in Greek uh it would be the story of Pegasus. And I'm going to connect the dots for you and show you how this story uh, not only is true. And they say the truth is stranger than fiction. huh? Just thought about that. It's actually true, but how it's also talking about you, how you connect to it, how you can get to it and get through it. Now, the story of Pegasus starts um, talking about uh, how his creator was Poseidon who um, was said to be the god of the sea. And the story goes that Pegasus was created as a winged Divine Stallion or a seahorse. He was born in the sea. He was made of the sea, so he was a seahorse. Uh, where most people go wrong is they think Pegasus describes a certain creature, a certain being, but Pegasus is actually a proper noun. Um, that means that it's actually the name of that creature. You know, he, it was the name of a particular uh, creature that belonged to a group or a family of those divine winged stallion creatures. Uh, now, the etymology of the name comes from around 600 B.C. and was used by the Hittite Empire or the region of um, uh, northern uh, Syria. And actually, you know, it's uh, <laughs> the word they use uh, for it actually meant lightning. And the word was uh, Luian, referring Luian. And that refers to the name of a weather god that represented the thunder and the lightning. Now, in this uh, Greek myth story, it says that Pegasus devoted himself to Zeus who was the king of the gods, and he then instructed Pegasus um, to bring lightning and thunder from Olympus to Earth. Now, after, say, um, a thousand years, doctors and scientists actually discovered a part of the human brain that looks just like this winged creature in the sea, and, um, or what we call a seahorse, There's a part of your brain that actually looks like that uh, seahorse. And the myth says that Pegasus created the uh, Hippocrene, which was a fountain on Mount Helion. Now, I'll explain what this means later in detail, but this is just part of the story I'm explaining. Um, So this is why doctors and scientists named that part of the brain that resembled the seahorse, the hippocrampus. From the Greek hippos and campos which translates into sea monster. Now the earliest description of the shape and resemblance um, of that part of the brain comes from Julius Caesar Arnene in 1587 who first linked it uh, to the seahorse. He actually called it uh, the seahorse. In 1732 um, there was a, a Danish guy, Jacob Winslow, who called it the ram's horn because it has, uh, have you ever seen a seahorse? that has the little rigid uh, spine column, you know, so if you bent that, it would, you know, look like a ram's horns. The uh, Funny thing about that is 10 years later, his associate, <laughs> um, who was a surgeon, Named it uh, the Kornu or which means the horn of the ancient god Amon, which is actually where our English word, Amen, comes from. Uh, Amon is actually an ancient Egyptian god uh, who was depicted having a ram's head. Um, now, what doctors found out is this part of the brain, it's connected to parts um, of the brain which are involved with emotional behavior. Um, They found that a a damaged uh, hippocampus, or seahorse, is directly involved with aging, epilepsy, schizophrenia, amnesia, and PTSD. It's also more vulnerable to long-term stress than most of the other brain parts. Um, In humans and other mammals, there's two uh, hippocrampuses uh, called the hippocampi. Um, plural, uh, one on each side of the brain, and they play an important roles in uh, the consolidation of information and memory. Um, Greco-Roman poets wrote um, about the ascent of Pegasus to heaven after its birth. <laughs> so we keep it in mind. Um, keep in mind the hermetic principles here um, that was given to us by the god Thoth. Um, that rule number one, everything is mental. You know, we are the creators of our reality. Then the story says that once, you know, if if we gave birth to everything, right, then once if there were some men who sat around connected the dots in the sky, uh, the parts where they connected, um, the group of the stars, it looked like a horse with wings. You know what I'm saying? And thus the Pegasus constellation was born. Now follow me, I'm getting somewhere. Because in the story or myth given, it talks of Zeus giving Pegasus the mandate to bring the lightning from Olympus to the earth. So we know that all lightning is is electricity. Um, (laughs) So could it be that that story was created to give man an idea of how thoughts um, from the heavens are given to the earth, or if you want to think about it as an individualized uh, from your brain, the heaven of your physical body, to the rest of your body. You know, that electricity starts in the brain, it gets sent down, tells your muscles when to move, tells your organs what to do, it, it does everything. So, if our physical body is, uh, we're looking at it, thinking of it in terms of heaven, earth, and underworld, the heaven would be our head, earth would be our actual torso or bodies, um, and anything lower than our solar plex would be considered the underworld or hell. So, let's check it out. Now, we got a white horse in mythology Greek mythology and it's given a specific mission and then we got a white horse in the brain and that has a specific function and then we got a pegasus in the sky it emits a particular energy when it shines on certain parts of the earth at certain times then we have a white horse in the sea that we call the sea horse uh Anybody seeing a connection here, or is it just me? Even in the Bible, it talks about uh, the Christos shall shall be known returning, because you will uh, be he will be preceded by a white horse, seated on a white horse coming returning to the earth. Now the question I pose to those who are following the breadcrumbs I am dropping: now if the Hippocampus or the white seahorse in our brain, that pegasus is a connection in the sky, is a connection, thus the one in the sea connects also through us. If you want to take it there, you could say that life began in the sea because water is needed for that bacteria to grow. So if the job of that in our body is memory, then could the electromagnetic energy coming from the horse in the sky or the heavens has to emit a certain frequency that it alone does could it be the memory bank of the universe could it be the memory bank of the earth because remember as above so below on earth as it is in heaven that's again identifying the connection or the individual realizing that there's a connection once you do that congratulations you ain't play yourself but you just got a glimpse of the GOD and that's the synchr- that's the sanctity of nature that synchronicity on the highest level you know what I'm saying the highest level of the GOD we can even uh recognize on this physical third density this plane of existence this body we're in you did what I'm saying. My point is they have given us history, which is really his story. It's exactly what they tell us. It is. A wise man told me when someone tells you who they are, you should believe him, especially if you see who they are. So what I'm saying they is they made up these myths. And they have programmed us to believe that they're nothing more than fairy tales. They're nothing more than uh, fake. They're, They're nothing more than that. When really the story is really about what we would call the universe and how it works. On a deeper level, how the plane of existence we live on or call Earth operates. On a deeper level, how our very body and mind work together and the relationship between you and both. How the universe works independently, how the earth works individually, how the uh, earth surface works individually, how the things in the underworld, in the ocean, in that water, that deep, dark darkness, as above, so below. Um, um, let me stay on point. All I'm saying is stop, start paying attention you know what I'm saying? To these signs and look for the synchronicity of how everything connects. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to activate the God in you. You understand what I'm saying? This, this, this right here, it was made. It was made for you and me. It wasn't made for nobody else. We are the king and queens. So I'm saying to act accordingly. This is why they took our story and made it his story. To lie to you. And I'm here to tell motherfuckers that, hey, yo, you being lied to, yo. Niggas is drinking all that activists and they ain't even activated, man. I don't understand that shit. <laughs> like, uh, what? Who that uh, Anderson Pack say, once you get this high off the ground, you might not ever want to come down. And I only come down unless I'm trying to teach someone else how to fly. So I'm looking for high flyers, you know what I'm saying, lifetime sky. Try it, you understand what I'm saying? That's where I'm at. So you know, this first segment is to get you to understand the information that we have on any subject really is abundant right now, man. We're in the information age. It's just a lot of people take that information as with as wisdom, or they think once they gather a lot of it that they'll be wise. And that's that ain't that ain't how it works, man. <laughs> you gotta look at the synchronicity of anything. You got a part of your brain that that uh uh the your pegasus actually stores the memory. Remember everything you see, everything you read, everything you experience, it's is programmed into your brain. Hippocrampus, your pegasus is responsible for that. I'm gonna go further in depth in segment two, y'all. Once again, it's your boy D2, King of Spotlight. Be back in a minute. Deuces. Yo, yo, what it do? It's your boy D2. Coming in with uh, part two, segment two. Uh, Continuing um, the Pegasus story. Segment one, we talked about the creation of Pegasus, uh, his origins, where he came from, things like that. This part two is going to be dealing with... um, Pegasus actually creating. And um, in Greek mythology, the story of Pegages, Pegasus, it states that um, while flying over Mount Helion, Pegasus' hooves knocked off the top of the mountain and created a spring. And they named that spring, uh, spring the Hippocrene, which translates literally as the horse's fountain. It was said that the water that flowed from this spring brought forth uh, poetic inspiration and it became a sacred place to uh, the muses. Um, the muses, they were said to be inspirational goddesses of literature, science, and the arts. And um, they are considered the source of the knowledge embodied in the poetry, lyrics of songs, and myths um, that were to be given as, given to the people orally. Um, Nowadays, the word muse can generally refer to any person who inspires an artist, musician, or writer. Um, Like the Buddhist monks of Asia or the enlightened priests of Tibet, muses were said to dwell on top of mountains or hills and seem to have a deeper, wider perspective on life and more in-depth understanding of the nature of not only humans, but of the earth and the very universe itself. It's said that there were nine muses in all. The first time this number of muses appeared was in ancient Kemet, or Egypt, where it states Osiris, the ancient god of the afterlife, underworld, and rebirth, recruited the nine muses along with the satyrs, which are the uh, male nature spirits, who are usually depicted with human legs, snub noses, and uh, beast-like facial features, while traveling through Ethiopia before he toured all of Asia and Europe. Teaching the arts of cultivation. Now, these muses were said to be the nine daughters of of Zeus and Mnemosyne, who was uh, the Titan goddess of memory personified. She was the actual personification, the person of memory, the physical embodiment of memory in human form. Again, so this story was making um, the muses the personification of knowledge of the arts, um, especially literature, dance, and music. Um, it is said that the winged horse Pegasus touched the hoofs to the ground on Helion, causing four sacred springs to burst forth from which the Muses were born. These nine Muses, um, they each had a unique gift that was passed down to men, open enough to receive their instruction or inspiration. These nine gifts were, um, one, epic poetry, like, uh, the Iliad, uh, two, actual written history, so scrolls or books, um, number three is music, um, songs and lyrical poetry, uh, number four was love poetry, you know, uh, love songs, you know what I'm saying, number five was tragedies, um. You know plays Romeo and Juliet, things like that those are called tragedies. Number six are uh, hymns, which are uh, religious songs um, that's usually sing during any um religion gathering, no matter what religion it is. there's usually a book with, that has um, these hymns in it that are sung uh, before, during, or after services. Um, number seven was dance um eight was comedy. Nine was astronomy, the story of uh, all the celestial objects, the things we see in the sky. And it is said, one who carries a muse is the one who excels in the arts. And this is where the word mantra comes from. A mantra being a sacred uh, utterance, a sound or word or a group of words believed by practitioners to have psychological and spiritual powers. That's why uh, it says in the book of the Bible that the sword is mightier, you know, that your, your tongue is a sword. Because whether you know it or not, uh, every utterance that comes from your lips is putting a uh, vibration. It has a radiance, it has a frequency to it. And that could be productive or it can be destructive. And because we are human beings... Uh, we are not in a position to judge. So you can't say, hey, I'm going to say this because it's going to help because, nigga, you don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it says the wise man says he who talks quietly but carries a big stick is ruler. You know what I mean? Those who rarely speak, that is what is, when you do speak, your words are valued because people know, you know, you're just not putting out anything. So... That's what the the whole thing for the mantras and um, the arts of the muses comes from. So I'm going to help you connect the dots um, to what this is. Because remember, the mandate to Pegasus that he received from Zeus was to bring lightning from Olympias to the earth. And one of these trips he stops on the top of Mount Helios and the muses were created. Coming off the springs that burst forth from the landing of his hooves. Now, keep in mind, it's generally thought that there were nine muses. Now, when you look at how light works and the properties of it, we understand and we learn that light is electromagnetic radiation. And they are also generally numbered by nine regions or types. Um, So you have gamma radiation, you got x-rays, ultraviolet, you got the visible spectrum, you got the infrared uh, spectrum, you got the terahertz microwave, radio waves, and then number nine be your long waves. Um, We are also taught that human life simultaneously exists in two parallel dimensions. One, the physical body and a stubble body, or the non-physical, psychological, emotional mind that is pure energy, while the physical body is mass. Enter the chakras. Most uh, traditions will uh, focus upon the seven major chakras, starting at number one, the root, located at the base of your spine, uh, going upward, you have the sacral located where your uh, sexual origins or or uh, sexual organs <laughs> are found. you have number three that's um uh, the navel or solar plex you know located right where you know your belly button region. you got your heart um chakra which is located located in or behind the heart. then you have your throat chakra which is located at the base of your throat. You have your third eye that's located between your eyebrows. You have the crown located in the crown of the head. Then there's number eight, which is above the crown, which is the complete wholeness of one spirit or light body. Their Merkabah, their vehicle. Then you have nine, also the complete lower self, um, what the Bible refers to as the Satan, your animalistic self, your your, uh, lower nature self. So once again, we are shown the connection between our physical and spiritual body um, having nine center points uh, coming. And when you deal with the physical, it's coming from this hippocampus, which is the white horse, the pegasus that lives inside your brain, which is actually activating these nine muses on Mount Helion, which uh, Helios, we know, means fire Um so, the Helios, it activates the kundalini fire, that serpentine fire that moves through up your and down your spine, which anoints you with the Christos consciousness, the Christ consciousness, which activates your true higher self. That's all those is. Now, many believe that the great creation, ideas, pose, uh, poise, and peace are archived um, once these chakras are opened, uh, that you can achieve, excuse me, uh, many believe that the great creations, ideas, poise, and peace are achieved once your chakras are opened and set into motion, causing the fire serpent to travel from the heavens, a.k.a. the top of the person's electromagnetic field through their entire physical body, a.k.a. earth. All the way down to the lowest part of their field, a.k.a. the underworld, and then up again to the top, causing a steady motion of receiving energy and releasing energy to manifest at high efficiency the wanted goals of the individual. Now, this is done for many different reasons. Um, To obtain higher states of consciousness To heal the physical body of ailments To heal the emotional body of past hurts Allowing one to let go and release all energy or input That was not beneficial to the individual To achieve any goal one has to go inside And communicate or get in touch with the muse within The chakras by meditation Yoga practices Qi Chong breathing techniques speaking of mantras in order to train one's brain and mind to seek the things that will allow a person to have a new theory or idea thus to be inspired to have inspiration now this is not the real message of this pegasus controller of thoughts emotions and memory who brings the um Electricity from one's brain into the rest of the body, then returns upwards, stopping only to commune with the muses that are aligned in one spinal column, setting the muse wheels or chakras in motion every time they come in contact with Pegasus, your emotions. So they say the truth is stranger than fiction. And I'm starting to think that it's the very things they have programmed us to believe as fairy tales that is actually the truth of who we are. Um, there's even, what, uh, nine circles that exist on a Kabbalah's tree of life. You got the seven on the outside and then the two on the ends, which are believed to show the correspondence and relationship in all nature. Um I don't know about you, but it's too many similarities in these fairy tales, traditions, and myth stories for them not to be telling us and showing us a universal truth. And nothing or anyone is above the natural truth or laws. It cares not about your beliefs. Natural law does not care about your dreams. Natural law does not care about what you want. Natural law does not care about what you desire So try to make the sun not rise because you believe or desire it to stay night at all times and see what's going to happen. At its ordained time, the sun is going to rise. So no matter where you are on the earth, the sun will rise when it's supposed to, as it was mandated to do, just like the mandate of Pegasus. It's going to happen whether you believe it, desire it, want it or not. This is natural law. Now, you can either learn how to identify, control, and harness, and then use natural law, or you can continue giving your dominion and authority away. So once again, this segment was all about the uh, Pegasus, the creation that Pegasus created, the the Pegasus creating. Um, And what he created was this so-called fountain, which gives us the nine muses, um, the nine lights on the spectrum of light, the light spectrum, the nine uh, chakras, the nine wheels of the Kabbalah, which is called the tree of life, um, which is everything, you know, it's all connected. And the only way to get to where, as it says in Revelations, uh, to have the Christ come back to the earth as the ruling Uh, son of man, he will be returning from heaven to the earth, riding on a white horse. People quit making that graven image of Caesar Bonger and praying to it, praying to this uh, sickly looking man, frail looking dirty man on a hanging on a tree who couldn't save himself and look in the mirror. The reason why it says did not make a graven image is because he made you in his image. Therefore, you need not no other image outside of yourself to get to salvation. I'll get deeper under that, man, because I might be getting too spooky and too magical or mystical for some. So I'm in uh, segment two right here. Peace, love, hair, greets. I'm going to have a quick commercial and then I'll come back with uh, segment number three. See you in a minute. Yo, 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 welcome back. Um, You know, I never like to do a segment or give any kind of um, information or knowledge without giving people something that they can apply. Something you could use from the information that was just uh, given. Um, Something you could use, you could take, do it for yourself, and like I said, you know, uh, believe nothing I say, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, hey, I'll tell you, you, know, you ain't got to believe nothing. It ain't cost you nothing. Don't worry about it, you know, but go do your own research. The reason why I take time to do this is because a lot of people don't have the time to do the research on their own, So, or they don't know where to start. So hopefully it's something I said that'll spark some interest in you, and you go out and do the research and make up your own mind. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just tired of my people giving up their authority, their uh, dominion, and their power to a belief system that they were taught. Instead of going out and figuring out where these things come come from and taking your divine right back. You understand what I mean? Because um, there's tons and tons of information. I know I say this often, but I'm going to say it again. There's tons of information on any subject. Anything you could think of, you know, it could be accessed with the Internet. However, if you are not understanding the information, you will never truly have knowledge. It is the understanding of how the information works or operates. That is what people call knowledge. And it takes knowledge coupled with action. And that creates wisdom. No action, no wisdom. It is the will to put in action the knowledge which is understood information that creates the environment for manifestation to take place and that's why when these principles are combined correctly or or in perfect balance it's called magic or mysticism you know nothing comes from nothing and so you know, don't think that it's gonna be some magic beans you can bury by the boom, by the bing, or a magic tea. We ain't selling snake oil over here. Ain't no magic cure for any of your ailments, situations, or circumstances. However, if you do the work, put in the work, use these practices on a daily basis, you will reap what you sow. The reason why your life is where it's at is because you're getting out exactly what you have put in. I'm telling you people, it's time to have change the recipe, put some new shit in so you can get some new results. You understand what I'm saying? What we see in front of us is nothing more than uh, slowed down or crystallized thoughts. That's all it is. Now, when you do this in perfect balance, this so-called magic or mysticism... Um, That's when you're participating in your environment. You know, that's when you find yourself and that's what changes your perception, which births or helps, you know, um, coordinate manifestation, miracles, uh, results. You know, you have not because you never thought that what you wanted was attainable. And then once you thought it was obtainable, you didn't know where to go in order how to do it. So when one speaks of magic in my uh, what i 'm talking about is nothing more than the principle of magnetism. You will draw unto you that which you put out if you seek fear, if you have seeds of fear in your mind and your life and your heart and your time. You're gonna you're gonna see fear. You're gonna see fear in everything. If you have drama and confusion and everything that you entertain yourself with, everything that you think, everything that you speak, your life is going to reflect that. If you have over worry or anxiety and everything you see, everything you think, everything you listen to, your life's going to show that. If you keep listening to all these people calling uh you a hoe calling you you know uh you get around and la di da then you're gonna start acting like that and even if it's not true because those seeds were planted and you believed them that's what it's going to be it is magnetism this whole yin yang of the universe is nothing more than electricity and magnetism. Now what I gave in this story of Pegasus is nothing more than the principles behind the electricity the workings of your brain and how that operates the emotions, stimulates the inspiration, the fires, the chakras, the wheels of life in you so that you can hop on your macabre, your, your uh, light body, your light vehicle and go travel, man. Heaven is right here, B. You know what I'm saying? Heaven is what you make it and hell is what you go through. You understand what I mean? So even hell can become a heaven, but you gotta do something. You can't sit around and, and and wait for shit to fall out the sky. Don't work that way. Only by the sweat of your brow will you see changes. Simple as that. So whoever harnesses um with whoever harnesses these gifts that are already here, um those are the ones that we call the masters. You know what I'm saying? It's a source principle, and it continues to pulsate. Um, so we're talking about the nine, the electricity, electro, the uh, electricity of this Pegasus uh, in the mind, the Hippo uh, campus, um, what it does. Remember, um, he was he gave birth to the Muses. You understand? And even in um, Oh, boy. What was that? Even in um, it talked about in if you think about mythology with history, think about the Masons and how the Masons talked about um, the great Solomon key and to the keys of the temple of Solomon, you know, but actually there are no actual keys to enter the temple. The temple he's talking about is your body. Just like Christ, he said that. Surely, if you destroy this temple in three days, I will build it again. It will resurrect. Wasn't well, talking about no stones. Talking about your body. Now, in Masonic lore, it says that um, when you enter the temple, uh, that there were nine vaulted treasure safes beneath the actual temple. That's the Masonic Mythology that says that, that underneath Solomon's temple, that there were nine vaulted treasure safes beneath the actual temple. The description of the stone door guarding the entrance seemed to make it simple, but somehow inscrutable. We arrive at the theory, but we need to develop other theories first, and those, those theories are the treasure trolls are your muses, are your chakras that start the serpentine fire, and that's how you do magic, my friends. My friends, that's how you do magic. You are a magical, mystical people. There is nothing out there that you cannot do, but you first need to understand who you are. And why do we need to have knowledge of self? It's because we should care about what happened yesterday. Because if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. If you ain't got no goal, you have no destination, nigga, take any road, nigga. The reason why you have no goal, no roadmap, because you don't know who you are. You don't know uh, what your potential is. So how can you even decide? Sit down and plan for today or tomorrow if you don't know what happened yesterday. If it snowed yesterday and I pay no attention to that and I wake up and I put on some shorts and I step out the house, I'm looking like a fool. Why, nigga, you ain't paying attention to what's going on? Like I said, we humans are the only ones who continually pay for the same shit. And it ain't other people who makes us pay You make your own life, your own circumstances. You keep paying over and over again. I have no idea why. Look at yesterday. Learn from it and keep it moving. Till your ground. Whatever is productive, keep it. Whatever is unproductive or unuseful, cut it away. Do away with it. So one practice that I want you guys to say. I want everybody. Uh, if if you have heard past episodes, I have uh, made suggestions. I'm going to suggest it again. That instead, next time you pray, <laughs> next time you um, uh, do anything, instead of picturing um, this person on a cross, whatever your idea of what Christ, Buddha, Muhammad, uh, Tao, what uh, sh- any of these pe the religious constructs looks like or whatever instead of doing that take a picture with your phone of yourself print it out and put that picture up and every time you get ready to pray picture the picture of yourself you are the only thing in all of creation that was made in the image of the mosa the image of the source you need no other source To tell you what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong, what is nothing. You need nothing more than look inwardly. So do that. Take that picture and do me a favor. When you look at it, go, you know what? That's greatness. When I see this, I see greatness. When I see this, no goal is unachievable. No goal is unattainable. That is royalty. Do that three times a day. If you, it could be, like I said, we learn by repetition, trauma, and symbols. There is no greater symbol than your own self image. There is no better repetition than to plant the seeds in your mind over and over again while looking at that image, saying, Wow, that image is of a great person. That image is of royalty. That image is in the likeness of God. And there is no better trauma than what we call rewards. That's it, y'all. I'm done for today. Peace. One love, one done. It's your boy, D2, Kingdom Spotlight. Another episode. I'm out.